so will you are the navigator um unfortunately you don't have much choice here but <laughs> you do one, yeah yeah you're in charge but you're in charge of the narration of getting out of the desert and into the chirig charag of, of of the lanterns um and prompting us all with what do you find in the dark all right let's get the hell out of this godforsaken desert so I think we uh, we are traveling through this, you know, the desert over the dunes. I think Arno has fashioned some sort of makeshift kind of like umbrella kind of pod that can come out of his chair that can like give us some respite from the swirling dust storms and sand. And eventually the sand thins. We see some sparse shrubbery, some growth. And then there's one night where there's so many stars blanketing the sky and we're walking under these stars because we don't really feel tired. So we're, we're kind of going and it just, day never seems to break. And then I think we cross over into the Shirag, which is uh, caught in a perpetual midnight, Shirag wreathes itself in a thousand bright lanterns, set into the arch of every bridge, hanging from the stoop of every house, carried on the pole of every bright guard. They come in all shapes and sizes. Heavy globes of yellow light, squat and sturdy storm lanterns, elaborate paper and paint creations in the shape of a hundred different beasts. Shirag is not fearful of the night, for she loves its lights too fondly. What do you find in the dark? In my mind, um, I think this is almost sort of like... you. Do you guys know um, Petra in Jordan? You know those like canyons where everything's like carved out of the rock? It's, it was uh, in the ending of Indiana Jones last crusade. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it, I think like the desert kind of moves into that a little bit and then there's a bunch of lanterns and then that moves into like a bigger, like more spread out city on like top of a sort of Mesa or like a plateau. That's cool. really beautiful. But what do we find in the dark guys? Does anyone have, I mean, do we think this is like a peaceful place? The Shirag to me seems like it's almost like a mystical being of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Like the city almost has a life to it of its own. Mm -hmm. Um, Because from the prompts, it seems like this is like very clearly like a bustling place with a lot Mm. of life in it. Um. I think I think Jezebel finds one thing, one new thing, which is uh, Arno put the the gem, the emerald, right in mm-hmm. in her like uh, I was thinking it was like clavicle, right? That that sort of yeah, area. it was sort of like an uh, pendant or an amulet, and then it's kind of fused into her, didn't it? Yeah. So Jezebel's like a fiery arc knight, so she's always glowed in the dark, right? Um, but it's always yellows and reds and oranges i think she has like a green glow around that gem now um which i think she takes a lot of joy in due to just the novelty and it's sort of it almost like it glows more extra prominently because it's kind of an eternal night here Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think she noticed in the desert i think a lot of the townsfolk and the city dwellers would kind of like look at her with awe because it's like we prize our lanterns that we each one is unique to us. And this woman, this this person has one almost like inside of them, like their body is a lantern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think I like Arno that. would be like very 
amazed at like the technical wizardry that it would take for all of these unique lanterns. I think some of that, you know, some of them look like lava lamps. Some of them look like those like kitschy things that look like there's lightning bolts attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, some of them are like swirling, have multiple lights. Others are in different crazy glass shapes. So I think he finds like, he's amazed at the level of skill that has gone into each one. That makes sense. I think that, um, I think that Ember would find a sense of renewed peace in the darkness. Um, I think it looks like, you know, she can kind of like let her hair down a little bit, maybe, you know, grab a drink in a tavern, talk to the people there and feel more comfortable than she has in quite a while, especially after the kind of the last, the last place we were in the sands where there was no shadow and it was just felt very open and daunting to her. And so I think, um, yeah, she kind of regains that sense of comfort which is kind of a metaphorical take on the dark, but <laughs> yeah. Ember kind of thrives in the dark, doesn't she? That's where her yeah. whole, like, uh, her skill set is most valuable. Yeah. It's easier to be discreet in the darkness. So <laughs> maybe she finds some, some friends. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think Keanu um, is, also very interested in the lanterns and um, feels more intimidated by the dark, um, especially than Ember, just because they're kind of realizing um, after the conversation with Jezebel that there's a lot more darkness to them than they thought. Um, And so I think that they are drawn to a specific lantern that is uh, like a lavender stained glass. Um, and they kind of just get really captivated in that and kind of squat down and look at it. Um, but kind of trying to just breathe out the things that they like didn't really know before after, like after that conversation, um, some things have been brought to their attention and they don't know what to do with it, but they're trying to just like sit with like forgiveness of the things they didn't know. Hmm. Nice. So uh who who gets to select their their scene first? Who plays it out? Uh Olivia. Um so uh the lantern maker, which has to do with magic. Um and the workshop of the lantern maker is a hole in the wall on a sloping street. It's a crooked door wreathed in clusters of handmade lanterns of every imaginable size and shape. Squat, square hook lanterns, strings of bright glass globes, delicate paper lanterns rustling as they move, stained glass lanterns casting strips of colored light across the pavement. You find the lantern maker inside, hard at work. They offer to sell you the goldfish lantern they are making, but wish to know what enchantment they should weave into the construction of it. Um, does anyone want to come with me? Um, I, I'll come. I, I would come with you. I, Arno would. I think this is like perfect for Arno. Okay, cool. So I would say, um, is this a scene or is it kind of just deciding what enchantment 
if I want to buy it or I have a lantern maker in me. Can I please? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you you two are rolling up to this shop, right? Yeah. And like it's super serene, right? Like all of these little things are beautiful and perfect, right? And then from the back, there's this scream of just like, fuck no, no, fuck no. And then like, like the sound of like three or four things shattering. And then it's silent again. Keanu looks at Arno and he's like, should we go go see what is going on? Yeah, maybe they need help. Um, so in the back, it's like, have you guys seen like glass blowing, like those like crazy like ovens they use? Oven is probably not the right word. Yes. Um, so there's like one of those. There's a small forge and anvil, and then there's like a paper shop, all cluttered into like right next to each other. You're, kind- I bet you'd be amazed that it hasn't all gone up in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this tiny, tiny man. Um, like I think he's, he's like four or five. Um, stooped, older with like um, balding, but has like the ring of like white spiked out hair. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, uh, gla- what's the um? It's not bifocals. What's the term for the glasses that have like multiple lenses that can pop up and down? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. Maybe they don't have a special name. Um, but like, has those, and like, he is now the picture of serenity. Um, like working on a new thing and clearly what had happened is he just fucked something up um, and this man is just the utter perfectionist um, and you guys come in and he like holds up a hand he's like don't move don't move a muscle and he's like working with this with this like glass globe with his like um, um, like having it like hover in midair with like magic and then um, he like makes like a gesture and a piece of paper folds itself into like a goldfish and it pops into this like pure perfect sphere and he like finishes it closed like a perfect globe and he's like holding it um, midair and like the paper fish starts swimming through the air um, and he, like, then he looks and he's like okay come in come in come in, come in. What can I do for you? I think as Arno wheels in, he accidentally like bonks a table with the wheel of his wheelchair. <laughs> Fuck and, like, you! Stop that! <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of lanterns because they're all like piled up, like comically high. Yeah. On top of one another, and they Stop. all start to like shift and balance, and then the guys like running around, like trying to hold them all. She's like, "You, you imbecile! You fucking... Oh my god! Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Um." Hi, what's going on today with you, people? <laughs> hmm? uh, hi, on uh, like Kiana is like engaged in trying to help him, but he's like looking. Yeah, don't at touch! Them. Don't touch! Don't touch! <laughs> you just okay. You see that space that's like three to five feet away from everything. You stand there. Thank you. I've got this. Oh, Thanks. okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? Uh, w- hello, we're new to the Shirag. Shirag? 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 Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that he's Obviously. actually not going to tell us how to... 
<laughs> obviously we're too new to new. Uh, we're too new to know. <laughs> so, uh, sure, sure. Where I'm, Keanu. You mentioned. Did I? Maybe. Uh, this is nobody's honest. answering my question. What do you want? We were intrigued by the beautiful shops, the lanterns that we mm-hmm. we've come to marvel at your craft. Well, thank you. It takes a lot of focus and work and delicacy. Um, You're yeah. very talented. I would, you know, I would prefer if you described it as very hardworking because it's, <laughs> you know, sure, whatever. Okay, what were you saying, uh, sir? I'm a bit of a craftsman myself, a bit of a spellsmith, if you will. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what's your weapons or something, maybe? Cart's um, good. like the cart when it's not hitting my shit, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can, uh, and then I think Arno kind of, like, props himself up, and he, like, pulls in all these, like, gadgets, and it becomes, like, a super tight, compressed um, wheelchair. It's good work. It's good work. Yeah, so just uh, sightseeing, window shopping? Yeah, you you could say that. Uh, We've kind of had a a long journey to get here. Where Um, from? We're from the Dreaming. The Dreaming City. Oh, it's it's home. It was home. All uh, right, it was home. Hmm. Seems you don't agree on that. Whatever. Um. Moving along. So, do you are you gonna keep window shopping and bothering me because I can only hold this spell so long? Or do you want to buy something? I'll sell you this one. Points to the, the the goldfish lantern in his hand. Um. Don't have a. Don't have a enchantment for it yet though any ideas hell you can pay me with leaving and i'll just (laughs) give it to you kiana's eyes like light light up and they fall on the goldfish and um like it is beautiful um weaving magic into things is always the most important part um enchantments that's uh you want a suggestion sure I'll take an audience request today, I guess. This is my 17th try on this one today, so... Whatever. How about, uh, you know, some some technical trade? You know, I have a great mixture for some ivory horn and an amethyst blend that will allow you to keep the glass hotter for longer. You can add more things to it, and it'll maintain its shape. Okay, all right. How about, I mean, it's going to light up. Uh, I guess I could have it follow you in midair. How's that? Oh. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So what's right. that? Are you thinking of, you know, one warded gem held by the carrier and a warded gem in the lantern, sort of creating a perpetual orbit bond between the two? No, I'm just going to tell it to do what it's told. <laughs> hey, I like your style. What's What's your name? I'm just the lantern maker. Oh, just the lantern maker. Your reputation precedes you. Yes. I can respect that. N- no, it's it's lantern maker. Just oh. no, just now. Um. Oh. Lantern first name. 
Sweet. Mr. Stars Maker. Above. Okay, all right. Uh, you, Sorry, Mr. Tra- Maker, we didn't mean to um, offend. Oh, good lord. Okay, all right, sure. Um, um, and, he, and he, like, holds the globe up to him, like, and he, like, he, like, sets it very gently down. And he's, there's magic going into his words, but he just very sternly talks to the goldfish, which sort of floats up to him and, like, almost like it's looking at him. He says, listen, you listen to me. You're going to glow, okay? Just nice, normal, warm color. All right? And he, like, makes a little gesture, and it, like, starts to glow, the goldfish itself, within the, the orb. And then you're going to float around, and you're going to follow these guys, all right? That's all you're going to do. And you know what? I know I'm asking a lot. But you know what? You asked a lot of me. Your existence took like 13 hours of my life. <laughs> How old am I? I don't know anymore. But I think that's a meaningful amount of time to have taken. How, How old is he? <laughs> this guy. Oh, he looks like he could be like uh, 50 or 1,000. I don't know. Like <laughs> sort of a timeless person, I think. Uh-huh. He's like, all right. Can you can you just do this for me? Can you just just do what I wanted you to do all day? Because I have like four more projects I need done by the end of the week. Can you do this? And like the goldfish sort of nods, and like the whole orb floats and start, gently floats over to, to like between Arno and um, Keanu, and he's and this guy's like, okay, cool. Um, thank you for the elixir situation. Um, uh. Anything else I can do for you? I think we're we're good, and I appreciate your time. It's nice to meet you. Can uh, could I have mine just sort of, you know, like we said, the Dreaming City was home. Could I have my lantern kind of feel like home, like it's it's warm, and maybe I can put some scents in there so it will always smell like like home smelled. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I think he like goes over. He's like, okay, wait, wait, hold on. Do you want, do you want like this delicate glass pl- paper shit, or do you want like a, more of like a metal thing that like fits more with your aesthetic? Yeah, give me the give me the aesthetic. I want it to be on brand for me. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and he like goes to the other half of his of his area, and he's like, wake the fuck up, and like the the forge roars to life, and he's like, okay, all right, where is my hand? I like there this it is. Guy. Like. And he, like, he, like, very quickly in about, like, 20 minutes hammers you out, like, not a gilded lantern, but it has, like, have you ever seen, like, the, uh, the sort of, like, architecture that has, that is very, it's meant to look a bit, not industrial, but a l- little, um, handmade, but it's actually mm. really, really, like, solidly put together. It's kind of like a deception. Yeah. Um, he makes you, like, this, like, uh, like, rectangular sort of prism situation and then no no glass but just um uh lots of uh what looks like filigree at first and then he says all right simpler situation for you uh not really enchanted in this case um but you know there's room for scented candles or incense or I don't know, whatever the fuck else you want to make it smell the way you want it to smell in here. And he, like, lifts up the top to show. Says, okay, and then snaps his fingers and, like, lights a plain candle, and it um, shadow boxes onto walls different 
um, skylines of the Dreaming City. How's that? Wow. This is perfect. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anything else? Or can can you leave me in fucking peace? Can we? Okay. Can we what? cast a spell? Can we put uh, wisdom at discernment on my lantern with the goldfish? Is that another thing we can do to it? Discernment? I practice magic sometimes. What are you talking about, kid? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up in my spell book. You want to cast an additional spell on top of the thing I already made you? I don't know. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I make you a masterpiece. <laughs> my my 14th, 15th, but whatever number of tries I, I did to make that happen. <laughs> and you want to take your, like, fucking magic crayon and draw all over my painting? That's what, that's what you want to do here? Kiana's eyes are so wide right now. <laughs> hey. You know, once it's in the owner's hands, Lantern Maker, they have the right to alter it as Don't they see give fit. Me that death of the author bullshit. <laughs> uh, I I probably shouldn't have asked. I was just curious. You know what, uh, Keanu? I, I can you know probably help you sort of ascribe different enchantments oh to God. it once we get out of thanks, here. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Arno. Uh, uh, sorry to to. Use your time, Lantern Maker. You're very busy. You're yeah, very busy. have a nice fucking day or night or whatever. It sounds like there's a lot of people outside. Is there some sort of festival going on or yeah. in the street? Yeah, there's a festival every... It, 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 the festival is a chant. It happens all the damn time. It, uh, yeah. Are you okay? No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only lantern maker in this entire <laughs> fucking city. And these people, they want grander and grander things. Do you understand? Do you understand the kind no. of pressure would, I'm under? You would think in the land of lanterns, the lantern maker is king, but you seem really miserable. I, it's it's just hard, okay? So, I I don't know. Just... <laughs> well, we just leave this defeated old man surrounded by his lanterns <laughs> good luck with all that yeah 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 whatever <laughs> Gee, Jesus alright let's get the hell out of here yeah uh well bye yes yeah, and yeah. like awkwardly like backs out of out of the shop yeah. Bumping multiple tables oh, and all nearly like towers of of glass, like vessels almost being shattered. <sighs> you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I wanted that hard. I uh, fuck it. Get out of here. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arno, we are off to the next thing. Yeah, let's let's catch up with Jezebel and Ember. Where are they? Yeah, where are they? I I saw them before. That was a weird experience. We gotta go find them. Um, let's see. It is. It's uh my my turn to pick a prompt, and I think I'm gonna do the festival of the chant, and it's magic or arms. So I think that means everybody can be in this scene, right? Yes, I think okay. so. Yeah. Um, 
Sue, I think you guys just have to go down uh, just like a short road towards like the main the main drag of the whole whole city and or the whole Shirag, I don't know. And I, I imagine Ember and and Jezebel were probably not too far away from the lantern shop. Like, you know how like when you're when you're visiting a place with lots mm. of people, like some people go into like a shop or, or something. Yeah, you guys like, wait outside, we'll just be a minute. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're just old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, um so you guys come back out and Jezebel uh says I think the festival's starting. Shall we go? I'm in. Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and she leads the way down to the to the, the main thoroughfare of the of the city, and like a river of light, a crowd of people parade through the streets of the Shirag, lanterns in hand. As they go, their voices rise in a loud and ringing chant, a rhythm that seems to drive the darkness back. A passing festival goer hands you a lantern and pulls you into the crowd. What light do you carry? I think Ember's the only person without light. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the way this kind of what kind of happens is uh, we're kind of near the edge of the of that, and a festival goer reaches out, puts like a really like standard lantern like hanging on like a on a stick in Ember's hand, grabs them and starts to pull them into the crowd, and I think Ember catches her hand. And like sticks, like essentially we all get chained together and dragged into the crowd. Um, <laughs> like, like Jezebel's like, oh, I'm getting pulled and, and like reaches out for Keanu and Keanu reaches for Arno. And then suddenly we're all in there. Um, <laughs> what light do you carry, Ember? Me? Um, what you said, I don't have a lantern. Oh, no, you're the one who got given one because you're the only one without one. Arno has his his metal oh. lantern and Keanu has the goldfish and right. Jezebel is a lantern, so I see, you know. I see. Okay. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying now. Um I wonder if it's like so I feel like it's like this kind of like orb-shaped lantern, and it was I guess enchanted or designed to kind of pick up on um like energies almost or like auras types of like an aura type of thing so like the color of the light kind of like shifts with like um the energy and spirit of the carrier and those around them and i think a lot of people think that's kind of bullshit but <laughs> but like there's there might be something to it you know it's kind of one of those things like, it's almost like a, like mood a ring? yeah it's almost like a mood ring but like you know it's it's not just about mood it's kind of about i don't know it's it's something along those lines um and so i think it's and i think it just like keeps shifting colors because there are like so many people here like with all of us like it shifts from like like this like vibrant blue to this um dark warm red and then this soft orange and um and it's it's probably it's very very beautiful like it's kind of like all the colors are kind of shifting gradually like swirling within the orb if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um yeah, I think that's what it is. What is it? What's it like when for like in those moments when it's really just Ember holding it? What what's the color? Um, I think I think it's a very 
it shifts to kind of this very soft, pale blue color. Um, like very, very gentle. And I think that's reminiscent. I mean, I don't know how much the others would pick up on this, but that's reminiscent of her being weirdly at peace. Like even in this big crowd, um, I think, I think she feels settled. Um, and she kind of just, she can't stop smiling and she kind of like keeps looking back at her friends. Um, I think Jezebel takes up the, the chant and, and sort of dance that everybody are doing. Um, and is trying to pull, I think Keanu and Ember into it. Uh, while, while like getting, getting, uh, Arno involved in the way he can. Um, cause I don't think, I don't think Arno can do the, the, the probably like the slight dance part of it in the same way, mm. but he has a very good control of that, of that wheelchair. So I might be underestimating him. <laughs> no, I, I think that's fair. So we're all, we're, Oh, sorry. We're all dancing. I think so. Cause I'm imagining sort of a Mardi Gras carnival sort of situation with this, mm-hmm. you know, I think someone, uh, I think because earlier when we were at that tavern, do you remember? Like, um, I can't remember what the name was, but like that, that crossroads, that sort of stop house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was music and, and I think Jezebel Arno asked like, if you wanted to dance or something and you were like, I don't dance or you're like, I don't, or like music doesn't mean anything to you. Something to that effect. It might've been yeah. food, but basically. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it was food. Um, but I, I think, yeah, like someone comes up and like approaches Jezebel and like asks, asks them to dance. Um, and what, what would Jezebel like do in that situation? Like a one-on-one dance? Um, uh, very nervously, but like politely decline. (laughs) Um, just too embarrassed to, (laughs) to say yes. Oh, um, and then, like, I think when that happens, like, she realizes that she would have rather have said yes afterwards, but that she just got too scared. And and I think, like, the sort of, like, revelrous spell is a little broken for her. Like, she doesn't, like, run off or is, isn't, is like, nervous or anything, but it's just like, oh, this, like, I was, like, completely joyous and free here for a second, and then, like, I'm crash back down to earth a little bit because i was too nervous because my anxiety has ruined this party for me yeah classic (laughs) yep yep um i think we've got a little we've painted a little picture of everybody more or less um so i think that can be seen it i don't think this has to be a much bigger thing all right um my turn yes natalie Sweet. So that leaves me with a stolen moment. Um, So the long night of the lanterns is home to many a quiet shadowed corner in which you can steal a private moment away from the eyes of the boisterous crowds. Um, So I think like 
you know, there's a moment. So everyone's kind of like marching and chanting and dancing and um, it's very noisy and there's a lot of lights. And I think that Ember like catches a glimpse of a, of a building um, kind of off to the side, like away from the, away from the crowds a little bit. And uh, she like catches Keanu's hand and is like, come with me and like winks. Um, and she runs, she runs over to this door and there's like someone standing in front of it. And she like kind of whispers something into their ear and they open the door and uh, it's like a speakeasy. Um, and like leads Keanu inside. <sighs> thought you thought you could use a break <laughs> I know I could thank you yeah this place is amazing isn't it oh it feels like home and I think it's like it's a very it's a very warm like cozy space like the lighting is pretty low like it's kind of this like soft orange light and um like like chaises and like just like leather chairs and really expensive liquor on the shelves um and they get they like get to sit down in like two big armchairs. <sighs> this place is amazing, isn't it? It is beautiful. You said this feels like home. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess that depends on how you define home. Um, it it feels familiar. You like the dark. Uh, it's it's where I feel safe. Liking it, I <laughs> I don't know, but um, what do you think of what do you think of this place? I think it's I've never known quite a place like it, which is awesome. And Keanu's kind of like looking up and like staring at the different forms of light that are that are in this place and um then kind of meets their eyes with ember how are you i mean i feel like we've been in uh, i met a crazy lantern maker it's been a crazy day crazy lantern maker huh perfectionist maybe i don't know but the lantern's really cool and i think it came with me so i'm like do you this is a my goldfish lantern (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful what does it do it follows me and i guess gives me some light and uh i want to maybe distill some like uh sense of discernment or wisdom on it uh but that's like a spell that arno might help me with but it hasn't the the guy did not like that i wanted to alter it so um at the moment it just hangs out with me Mm. you want it to be a guide for you yeah it's probably just like my inexperience or something but it'd be nice to have a guide that would follow me or or go around me i don't know (laughs) Hmm. Keanu, I'm I'm very curious. I guess how do you how do you know that you've gotten to the place you need to be? 
Uh, I think, well, um, do you ever know? I guess I, this journey has been interesting. I guess that's kind of why I'm on the road. Because uh, I think Why you exactly get... are you on the road? Uh, people, well, everyone, it's, it's what you do when you grow up and you get too comfortable in one place and supposed to go and explore new things and see what calls out to you. And, um, I just, I kind of outgrew home. So you have to, I guess everyone in my life at least told me that you got to go on the road and become something or learn more about yourself or something like that. Hmm. I can't tell though, because maybe wherever you are is where you're supposed to be, even if you don't know why yet. I don't think you need to put any wisdom into that goldfish. I think you've, I think you've got it already. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ember. Do do you feel like you know when you've gotten to the place you need to be? I don't know. I um I feel pretty happy here, but there's there's just something there's something in my gut or in the back of my mind, or I, I guess that's just I don't know. Just something is telling me not yet. Not this, not quite, you know? Mm. Almost, not quite. I love that. And you listen to that that feeling? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in many ways, it just, it feels safer to keep running anyway, you know? So. I get that one. It's, staying in one place for too long can be defeating paralyzing that's more scary than not growing to me (laughs) yeah do people drink here is that do they want to get a drink (laughs) they people do tend to drink in speakeasies yeah yeah um uh let's see i think she kind of takes a look at the menu um and and I wonder if, like, when they get their drinks, like, even the drinks have, like, like, they've been made to, like, glow or, like, have little, like, orbs of light in them mm-hmm. or little, like, sparkles. Uh, like, even, like, they're kind of, like, this these little, like, orbs in, like, the dark room. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Hey, um, you want to know something kind of embarrassing? Always game for that. <laughs> Okay. Well, don't tell Arno because he'll give me shit for it for the rest of my life. But, um, and she like reaches into her backpack and she pulls out, uh, like a knitted hat. (laughs) So back at the desert, um, I took some needles from this cactus and I, I I thought I was going to use them as like a, like a weapon, like I usually do, but I wanted to try something different. And so I just, I tried my hand at this. Um, and I, I guess it's, it's for you if you want it. I, it's like this, like kind of poorly woven, like gray knitted beanie. 
Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I it's the first one. I don't know if it's a uh, if it's my thing yet, but I just I just wanted. I don't know. I don't know. You guys make me feel safer than my weapons do. You know. That's the highest compliment I've ever received. <laughs> Thank you. And Keanu kind of takes it like gently <laughs> and um, is like, uh, I'm going to try it on. Do you think it will withstand that? And like puts, <laughs> puts it on your head. <laughs> Does it, is it my color? Oh boy. Um, I think it, I don't know if you don't like it, it's okay. I love it. I am, I'm honored to, to receive such a sweet gift from, from you and to be your friend. That's, it's exciting to be on this road with you. Well, I feel the same. Cheers. And she Cheers. holds up her drink. And I think that can be seen if we want. Sounds good to me. Um, are we out of prompts? I it think, appears yeah, I that think, we are. I think that was it. Okay. Then that means, Olivia, it's time to describe leaving um, the Shirag behind and heading out to our next location, which I also think you don't have a choice in. <laughs> so I think uh, as uh, we finish the our time at the Shirag, um, I think that we, the festival has kind of ceased. It's it's no longer in full swing, um, at least for the rest of the evening. And Ember and Keanu meet up with Jezebel and Arno again. And the streets are dark, but the lanterns um, hang above them. And it's just this really beautiful exit um, of they kind of look around and Keanu's like, this is really a beautiful place, but I think it's time, time to go. Thank you, Shirag. And then we all kind of like walk kind of quietly down the street and. Thank you, Shirag. We love you, Shirag. Bye, Lantern Bye, Bye, Shirag. (laughs) You guys are nerds. (laughs) And then... I like to think Ember says that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. In character. So, um, as we continue to walk, um, the nameless Karst is our next Karst. place. Karst, the nameless Karst. A thousand years of water carved this place out of the soft earth, washing soil away and molding stone into something strange and hollow. The paths that lead through this place follow the meandering of broad rivers, pass through arching caves, and cut between tall, flat-topped cliffs. Those who dwell in these hills and dells seem for all the world like mice nesting in the homes of giants. What catches up with you here? Keanu finds in one of the hills there's a very small shrub that's like growing um and it's a shrub that's really abundant in the 
garden that they call home. Um, and so it's kind of reminiscent, but uh, like they immediately spot it and they go up and it has um, very, it's kind of sage-like qualities. Um, and they take a few of the leaves off of it and they rub it between their hands and they smell it and they just think of they think of home and they are surprised to find such a familiar bush in a strange land i think i have one but i'd rather go later after arno or ember or both i'm i'm struggling to think of what would catch up with Arno here, especially because I think he's done a lot of work recently to let go of the past. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's almost he's working through they're working through like the rations that they've got and you know they've resupplied at places they've got to. But maybe Arno has like a small can of like biscuits or cookies or like some sort of treat from home that he like opens up, you know, to indulge in. And there's like a note from his mom or something in there. And it just brings him like a measure of comfort. Hmm. Mm. So I am inclined to say that. um, Right. So this entire journey is for Ember was spurred after she pissed off the wrong guy. And she's been running from him and from a lot of people who are really mad at her. Um, I'm kind of inclined to say that uh, maybe he's going to catch up with her here. All right, this is it. Big showdown. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's a scene we have like right now, but I think maybe that that's in the works or at least he's nearby i think i think for for jezebel um what catches up for her here is almost the inverse of that which is she left being afraid that she was going to be pursued by somebody and at this point i think I don't know how this would like come across exactly, but maybe it's just like she doesn't walk hunched at all or, or hiding anything at this point. I think it's just an acceptance that like she's not being followed. Like, and maybe on a bad day she thinks, Oh, I guess I just wasn't valuable enough to be chased. Um, and on a good day she thinks, Oh, that's a good, that's it's probably better to not be uh, pursued in general so yeah all right who fix oh i i am the one who picks the first prompt okay let's see what do we have starry cave the beacon fires old gods new homes natalie who is chasing you could you give me a little more details about that so I never really fleshed it out when I was thinking about this character. Um, so like, as we know, Ember essentially had a job as an assassin. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think there's some open-endedness to this. I kind of just said she pissed off the wrong guy. So maybe, maybe she killed his brother. Maybe she tried to kill him and failed. Maybe this is a guy with a lot of power or status or someone who's really violent. Um, so it was essentially what I've been thinking, like either one of her targets or uh, someone who's akin to one of her targets. I don't know. I mean, if you have ideas, we could just kind of flesh that out. Um, um, whatever it's, it's your, your character. I was just trying to like, um, cause I'll just be on the, the scene I would like to do is I would like for Jezebel to, uh, help Ember get, mm-hmm. get away or stop this person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to pick a prompt that. Right. Okay. Um, let me see. So I'm thinking that this might have been, maybe he was uh, a noble of some kind. Maybe this is someone who was pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that she tried and failed to kill him. Um, and now there's like a target on her back. And maybe it's maybe it's not even him who's coming after her. Maybe it's like a guard or like... <laughs> Uh, something like that like basically like another another person of her like another a fellow assassin almost uh yes but probably one with that who's a little bit more official who's like employed by the state or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um because she's kind of just rogue (laughs) gotcha okay i think it i think it should be the starry cave then that makes sense. So this whole place is this. The karst is meandering rivers and arching caves and and cut flat topped cliffs and all these all these like it feels very maze like to me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't think we mean to having had a bad experience this with with this before. But I think Jezebel and Ember get they get too far ahead and make a turn and Arno and Keanu make a different turn. And I think what's going to happen is Jezebel and Ember are going to find themselves in the Starry Cave. And Natalie, uh, I'm just I I just want to I want to compliment Ember here and say I think that Ember deserves two state employed assassins after her played by will and olivia for us to face so i think the river we follow wends its way through the cave um where the waters have patiently carved out a path there beneath the weight of the earth you find yourself within a cave its domed ceiling is covered in glowing points of light like a sky with no moon and i think this is the point at which Jezebel sort of stops and she's faintly glowing enough that they can that there's enough light to see but she's sort of also like turning it down so that they can since it's such a beautiful place and she says I think we have lost them Ember I don't hear the wheels of Arno's chair anymore (sighs) 
shit, okay. Um, okay, I... I'm feeling... Oh, this place is beautiful. Does something feel weird to you? Am I crazy? I, I don't... I th- I'm not noticing anything. I, I thought I saw... This... Never mind. Um, yeah, we should go find... We should go find Keanu and Arno. Uh, Do you think we should go back or push on and hope it circles back around? Uh... Do you think they... would have waited for us? I mean... Uh, I, I would imagine Arno might. That sounds like a reasonable thing he would do. Yeah. It's not very wise to retrace one's steps. Especially when you know that there's someone hot on them. I think it's like, it's a voice that just kind of like echoes in the cave. Like you can't see where it's coming from. Yeah, Ember's knives are immediately out. She's in a ready stance, and she's trying to find the source of the voice. Uh, Jezebel's axe is also out, and like the the cracks in her her body are starting to flare. I didn't know crows went underground. I think this is probably the first one of I don't know one of the first times that Jezebel has seen Ember look this scared. Like her her whole face just kind of like pales. Ember, what's wrong? Show yourself. You know that's not the way that we operate. If you do the job right, they never see you at all. And I think, like, a crossbow bolt, like, shoots out. And I mean, it's up to you. Do you think it catches Ember or Jezebel, or are they able to, like, find it in time? I don't think it would, like, kill them or anything, but it would might, like, graze them or wound them. Maybe it grazes Ember's cheek. So there's like a streak of blood running along her face. Uh huh. Like she moves just in time, like lurches yeah. to the side, and it just mm-hmm. cuts across. Ember, are you all right? Fine. So an arc knight now, is that it? <laughs> you really have changed. I never thought I'd see the day. Ember and one of the high, exalted protectors of the dreaming city. But you're not in the city anymore, are you? You're being a coward. Come out here and face me yourself. And maybe I'll give you answers. All right. You always knew that I couldn't resist the showmanship. And I think, um, I think, uh, the unseen assassin sort of makes himself seen. He, like, he almost he's wearing a cloak that almost blends in with these like shimmering lights it's sort of like a sheeny like reflective material and you see he was like up hiding amongst like stalactites in the in the walls and the ceiling and he kind of like crawls down it's kind of creepy almost like spidery like he's like very thin and tall um Mm. and he like emerges and looks at the two of you and i think you would probably recognize him um I think his name's like Doris or something, and they call him the spider, similar to the crow. I mean, he doesn't have the kind of reputation, because I like to think Ember is maybe like the best of the best, but he is like also among the ranks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she, I think Ember throws one of her knives, um, and it narrowly misses him as well. 
I think he yeah, he takes out he's got like a crossbow and he's got like a rapier, like a thin like sword that he kind of like moves really quickly, like you can hear it cutting through the air. Um, and he slowly starts to walk towards Ember. And he's like, face to face, Crow. This is more than I give most. How generous. I, uh... So you've been following me. Yeah. Talk about mm. the worst job of my life. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm flattered that I mean so much to you, Spider. Look. Lord Varen, you really pissed him off. I mean, why do you have to go and be so damn moral about everything? Okay? Our line of work does not give well to morality, Ember. You know that. Do you take pride in protecting an abuser? Do you take pride in doing his dirty work for him? I take pride in my reputation. I take <laughs> pride in what I've built for myself. And I wouldn't like to see all of that undone. And what is that? Look, exactly. I don't, I don't want to get melodramatic and self-pitying, but you know the way we grew up, it's very rare that any of us rise to our stock. I'm nothing like you. Of course you're not. Look at who you're running with. Those Arknights born with a silver spoon in their mouths. I think she like lunges forward um, and gets a cut in like across uh, his shoulder blade. And then I think uh, almost at that moment, I think he like makes a sign. He like like snaps his fingers or something, and another crossbow bolt is fired by the second unseen assassin, almost as like an ambush, like trying to lure lure her out. And I think this one like catches her in the back of the leg or something. And it's like a total dirty trick, like no honor amongst thieves or anything. <laughs> What, you were that scared of me? You were that scared of me? You had to bring back up? I'm flattered. Jezebel, Jezebel rushes and like stands at Ember's back now and like flares up, lighting the entire cavern. Like the little glowing dots are vanish and like the place is starting to like boil with heat. There's nowhere, there's no shadows left to hide in there. Come out. And who are you? We have the spider it depends on who you ask doesn't matter if you so work I've... with him then i know i know you trust me so the spider and ember are like right near each other but i think it's like you have your blades out so he knows that if he moves a little too if he moves like right now and also jezebel's there it's like a very tense stalemate um mm -hmm. Uh, Olivia, do you think your character has like made themselves seen yet, or are you still speaking from the shadows? I think that there's, um, we're at the point where there's nowhere to hide, so yeah, yeah I come yeah. out and I'm like, oh, it's always good to have a second person. You know that, Amber. I work alone. Well, it doesn't seem like you're working alone right now. I'm not working. Exactly. You're rusty. You're out of practice. You know, a couple years ago, we never would have even gotten this close. 
I'm going to put you out of your misery, Ember. You're not cut out for this line of work anymore. You will do, do so over my dead body. <laughs> it would be an honor. I can add the crow and an Arknight to my list. I'm sure those in the dreaming would be very interesting to see what one of you is doing so far away from where you're sworn to protect. I swore nothing. And frankly, I'll burn you alive if you touch her. Sparky, this one, is in her nature, I would <laughs> assume. Ember and the spark. It's very fitting. Could make a little duo. All right. Let's get this over with. Okay. You can walk away now. Ember, can you explain to her that with our kind of employer, that's not possible? I think Ember's just glaring at him. You heard her walk away. Not without a fight. I think that Ember makes a move and um, she like she like almost like somersaults like towards the second assassin um, and gets a really nasty deep cut in like on their thigh and then like jumps up behind them and goes and moves in again to stab them in the side and I think it's very elegant and it's very clear like that these are very, like skills she's been practicing for years and years um, and she gets them pretty good and I think simultaneously seeing that they're trading enemies, um, Jezebel summons a, a big arc of flame around her axe. Knowing that her enemy's probably faster than her, she's going for more of like an AOE area of effect sort of thing um, and goes for the spider making a huge like burst of flame um, on like on the ground. So this is, this is kind of the first time that uh, Ember has like really showed off her skill set. I mean, I guess Jezebel has like fought with her in the past in the city, right? So it's not it's not too much of like a a surprise. No, no, they've uh, Ember and Jezebel have fought each other. I think because I cannot imagine Ember going getting caught without a fight. Do you think uh, working together? Do you think they make a good team? Like, is it a natural partnership or is it like? awkward clunky or is it like almost like super smooth um i i think that their fighting styles are complementary in the sense that like jezebel's heavy and like her skin is you know like not real skin so getting hurt doesn't bother her as much so she can protect but i do think jezebel struggles to not use so much fire that it will also hurt ember because i think uh -huh. she's used to fighting alongside other elemental beings who will not be severely damaged so by she's such like, a thing yeah we could just literally like burn everything around us till there was no oxygen in the room and then walk out yeah yeah like if like yeah that would be the thing like she's like man if ember wasn't here i think i'd just <laughs> blow up this whole place and it'd be fine um but i can't um i don't know what if, how does it go on on ember's end though yeah, I think, um, yeah, on the other hand, Ember's very nimble. I think she can kind of, she uses the space to her advantage. And I think, I don't know, I think it, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're complementary because I'm imagining kind of, uh, 
Jezebel, like, kind of in the center, like, this big glowing force of energy and, like, fire and power, and Ember kind of, like, like, jumping and, like, somersaulting and, like, uh, bouncing off the walls, kind of, like, between her. Um, and uh, she's able to move quickly, and Jezebel's able to kind of hold them off and distract them. Um, and so I think I think that we get into the rhythm of it. I think maybe at first it's a little clunky because we're getting used to each other, but I think we get into a rhythm pretty easily uh, because of, you know, we've gotten to know each other really well too, right? And mm. um, learned each other's styles. We fought each other before. And so I think we kind of fall into step. Yeah. I think um, also it's like there's a lot more um, trickery than you're prepared for. Because I think the way the spider fights, like a web, you know, that's how he gets his name, is he kind of, like, goes to a place that he knows that the his target will arrive at and sort of booby traps it. So I think there's a lot of, like, crossbows coming from, like, mounted things, like, mm. all around the cave. And there's, like, arcane, like, runes that are exploding on the floor. Um, and I think, like, things are shaking, rocks are falling, and he's kind of, like, weaving around. Like, at one point, Jezebel grabs him, but then his cloak kind of comes away in her hand. Um, and he's just, like, really quick and nimble. I like that a lot. Um, I think maybe, like, halfway through the fight, Jezebel and Ember trade focuses again. And Olivia, correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, but y- you're not you're not playing... You're the assassin that you're representing. She's not as capable as the spider. No, not, not really. It's kind of like back backup. Um, mm-hmm. I have pretty good bow skills, and I have a bow, um, so I can kind of. Uh, but once I get hurt, I think I definitely stumble back and I kind of retreat. But I continue to like support the spider. But the spider has been like a mentor to me. I think a little bit. Um, Gotcha. And so something that like it was kind of you know a job with a job like an intern for you know it was kind of that kind of thing and now we're really in it and um i'm supposed to i can kind of like pump him up or like kind of do bluff s- scenes but i am yeah. not as competent when it comes to his i know his style of fighting but i don't um i haven't practiced it as much um I think what happens then is I think Jezebel like gets in under your guard, grabs the the bow and literally burns it to ash. Yep. And then taking the the haft of her axe clocks this person across the face, sending them to the ground. Okay, you don't like slice their face with your axe. No, the haft. The um, yeah, the uh, no, not the um, (laughs) the the, the metal bar. So like probably a broken nose at least. Jezebel's showing a little more restraint than I, than maybe she would have in the past. Yeah. Are you, do you have the blade aimed at Olivia's neck? Like, are you, like, as if you're prepared to do a killing blow? Um, yeah, so I think they're on the ground, and I think Jezebel steps on their chest and, like, puts the, puts the edge of the axe to their throat, yeah. All right. I think, I think the spider stops. He's like, no, enough, enough. And he wasn't necessarily like losing, like he was still like pretty even, but he's like, enough, stop. It's like, she's breathing hard. She's like, 
I just did this to help my brother. I'm, uh, I'm, please don't, please don't kill me. You're going soft, spider. God damn it. Let her go. And what guarantee do I have that you won't pull some little tripwire and, 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 and I'll, your friends are tied up a couple tunnels from here. All right. They're not hurt or anything. We'll let you go. But I need confirmation that you're not going to follow us. And she's kind of slowly walking towards him. Are you prepared for that? I think the spider like reaches under his like coat, his like tunic, and he like withdraws his like prized crossbow. It's like engraved. And he like hands it to her. He's like, we can't go back to the dreaming city. She accepts the crossbow, but she looks him up and down. It's not enough. And I think she takes out um, this vial from her coat and um, she like dips one of her knives into it and slashes him across the leg and it starts like boiling and burning away like cutting through like it's like an acid type of thing like cutting through like flesh and muscle and bone oh my god and she's like a spider is nothing without its legs and she does the same to his other leg oh and she just turns her back and walks away I think Jezebel lets up the second assassin to go help. To go heal the spider or to yeah. just to walk away? Oh, really? Because, I mean, I, 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 you know, they, like, it's become clear that they're going to care for each other and that's going to be the priority. Hmm. So she reaches under under her bow there's um some there's in her she's carrying a bag and she slings it in front of her on the ground and she digs pretty quickly through it and finds um a burn cream and uh starts to apply it to the spider's legs and is still really quiet and traumatized by Jezebel standing on her chest. So Jezebel didn't go to help, but just let the sister up to go help? Yeah. Oh, okay. She walks by them and stops and says, I'm sorry. We are too. At least, I didn't know what I was, what this was as well as I should have been. I definitely cannot take you, so... Shira, that's Thank enough, you. okay? They showed us mercy, that's an insult. It isn't. 
You're a traitor. Good. Loyalty to foul things is nothing to be proud of. I wish you both better days. And then she runs to catch up with Ember. Oh. Is that scene? I think so. That <laughs> Don't, feels was right. That, was that the first scene of this place? Yep. Oh my god. You did so good. I feel like I could have jumped in earlier, but that's okay. No, no, that was good. I kind of yeah. like that. That was a good dynamic. Of it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was cool because it was like he was really posturing as he's like super put together and cool and all that stuff, but he has a soft spot too, which is his like love for his sister. So it was like, you know, he's actually not that much different from Ember, but Ember's just the one who like actually did something about it and got out. Interesting. There is another part of this prompt, Dane. Are you Yeah. Changing a trait? Okay. Uh yeah, so I think I think um Jezebel catches up with 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 Ember. And I think this part of like this I'm imagining this like star cave was really, really big. So they're at like another end of it so far away that like it's a different space almost. And Jezebel almost goes to catch Ember's hand. But then just says, hey, stop. I think Ember slows her walk and um when she turns around, Jezebel can kind of see that there are tears in her eyes, um, but she's not letting them fall. And there's also some kind of wild spark in them at the same time. Sit, you've been shot in the leg. I. It's just a scratch. It's not. I... I think she kind of just like sighs and slumps against the cave wall. Here, I think I've got some uh, stuff in my bag. And she kind of is like fumbling through to see if she has like bandages and stuff like that. Jezebel takes a look at it and like says, no, it's not going to be fast enough. What do you mean? It's, it's hit a vein. I think. <sighs> Shit, okay. I'm sorry that... Uh, I'm sorry you had to see that and that I put you in danger. It's okay. Too. Um, here. And she offers a, a bit of, like, cloth. Bite on this, please. Okay. And she does. This is going to hurt. Um... And then I think she heats up two fingers and cauterizes it closed so she won't bleed out. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Thank you. You didn't have to, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want you to have to. Uh. Didn't want what? Didn't want to sweep you up into this mess of mine. Ember, you are my true friend. Any mess of yours is a mess of mine. I, I don't know if you know what what you're saying. It's not just a mess, it's... It's my whole life. It, my, whole, <laughs> my whole life is violence like this. 
Jezebel. And I don't... And I don't know when it'll stop trying to find me again. And I don't know if running away from all of it is in vain. Because maybe this is just who I am. Then perhaps I am a perfect partner for you. I was built for violence. Jezebel, I enjoyed that. Some of it. I don't know. I guess I'm... I'm worried that something in me is just... a little broken. Do you ever feel like that? Sometimes. The cathedral we went to, it was broken, right? Yeah, I suppose it was. It's very beautiful still. And lots of new things are growing in it. I think that a tear does slide down Ember's cheek at this point. And she kind of just gives a sad smile and takes Jezebel's hand. I think Jezebel decides that you're not going to be walking on that leg and um, bridal carries Ember all the way to whatever cave uh, poor Arno and Keanu got tied up in by the spider. And I, I think... She sets she sets uh, Ember down next to them and like cuts their cuts their bindings and like probably their gags I would imagine too and it's like are you both all right Oh my God Jezebel you have no idea There's an assassin waiting for you They're gonna try and kill you It's really scary Yeah Thank God we were able to warn you and you guys found us before then Oh thank you Whew. for cutting this off of my wrists Oh Wow. I'm so glad we were able to warn you guys before you had a really intense battle that caused you to brutally reconsider your entire lives and upbringing. Yeah, thanks for that, bud. <laughs> and Ember just, like, pats him on the shoulder. Whew, thank God things can go back to the way they were. Oh, so grateful. How are you guys? Oh, you know, it was a pretty cave. Kind of like a starry night. We just realized you weren't behind us anymore, so we just turned around. This cave is super dark, and the lantern has been with me because it floats, but I'm, uh, it's it's too dark in here. Can we get can we get out of here? What do you think, Ember? Can we get out of here and move on? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> 